editing services? Need a fresh pair of eyes to look over your resume? How about help with a plot synopsis or copy edit? There's only one person we trust and it's Aquila Editing. That's A-Q-U-I-L-A editing.com. There's no better time to polish those edges and put your best words forward. With the benefit of years of experience in the publishing industry and qualifications in publishing, copy editing, and proofreading, Aquila Editing has the knowledge and expertise to assist in readying your book for the market. Check out AquilaEditing.com today. What's up, lady listeners? Mink has a brand new book. It's called 119 Kitty Lane, and it's book three in the Cherry Falls Romance. Starting my new life in Rosewood Branch is easily the best decision I've ever made. New friends, new job, new everything. But by far, the best part of it all is meeting Amethyst. She puts the cherry in Cherry Falls, and I don't think I'll ever be able to get her out of my mind or heart. She's too young for me, too pure. She doesn't know about my past. But even though I can throw reason after reason out there for why we can't be together, I can't stop myself from claiming her as mine. She's not meant for a rough man like me, but that won't stop me. I protect her from this world, allow her to grow and flourish the way she deserves. That's my plan, until she's taken from me, until I found out her father's plans for her. But I'll always find my sweet amethyst, always keep her safe, and heaven help anyone, including her own father, who tries to steal her from me. That's 119 Kitty Lane. It's book three in a Cherry Falls romance. It's by author Mink. Go grab it now. It's in Kindle Unlimited. Grab it. It's love. Welcome back, lady listeners. This is it. <laughs> We're here. It oh, my God. feels like it's been a long time. It does. I think I just talked to you for like 30 straight minutes. <laughs> like, I just, I talked at you for 30 minutes before we even did record. Because I, I don't feel like I've talked to you in forever. Like, you know, and I know we talk about this all the time, but I, I text you probably at least, I don't know, four dozen times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know but I haven't like seen your face in a while and the other day we did a video chat and I was like well let me just let me just video you because I want to talk to you about something and I wanted to look at you and we ended up we were on the video for a while and I was just like oh yeah I miss, <laughs> miss talking to you so welcome to season eight and uh if you've missed us we've missed you I can't believe it's eight seasons it's crazy oh my god God, I know. It's 2021. We made it, I think. I don't know. We'll see. It remains to be seen. Somebody said 2021 is just 2020 with bangs. <laughs> I was like, that's great. <laughs> I, I mean, the memes have been stellar for 2021 so far. The memes have been the best part. I saw something where it said, does anybody realize we're just saying 2021 like w-o-n like it like 2020 it won mm -hmm. this it won the battle <laughs> like that's what we're in right now yeah. and they're like every time you say it that's what is a reminder of i was like oh shit that's really terrifying <laughs> um i want to explain while i have on a, a toboggan if you're watching this video i have on fingerless gloves 
I have a blanket and I have a cup of apple cider that's really hot because it is 34 degrees in my city right now. It's colder where I am and I'm drinking iced coffee. <laughs> you were saying you ran the other day in this weather. I ran today. Oh. It's, I barely beat the ice. It started raining ice on me. Oh my God. I feel like my bones get cold and then I can't get warm. Like I'll pile blankets up on me. The only thing that'll fix it is if I get in a hot bath. I think it, like, I'm just built differently. Hot. Cause I was actually watching like housewives the other day and they were out, out on the beach and I was watching, mm-hmm. I was like watching this. I feel hot. I was like, I can't even do this. I don't know how they're out there. <laughs> I'm like, this is hot. That's the, ch- you know what? That's the damn truth. Because when you guys came to North Carolina and you came to the beach, miserable. you were wearing a black t-shirt and black leggings and you were sitting there and you were like, it's hot. It's hot. I think I it's said it's so hot, hot every like two minutes. It's so hot. <laughs> That's all you kept saying. You were like, it's so hot. <laughs> I was like, it's only a hundred. You're fine. Get in the water. <laughs> so I think we're just used to different temperatures. Yeah, you know what? Season eight, we're going to discuss the weather like a bunch of fucking old ladies. (laughs) No, seriously, though. Welcome to season eight. We are kicking it off. This is Alexa Riley. For those of you who are just joining us, I'm Leah. I'm Mel. And that's Mel. We make up uh, the one author, uh, Alexa Riley name. Yeah, we have brought you this week. We're bringing you a full length new audio book. Uh, the book is not new. It's untouched. We wrote it a while ago. Yeah, this is the first time we've had it done in audio. It's super so dirty, if up. I remember right. Oh, it's real yeah. nasty. Real nasty. Because it's an oldie. <laughs> but yeah, we just decided, you know, we wanted to do some of our um, shorter books that we have from a long time ago. We have some that are really, really short. And we thought, well, those would make good audios. And we don't have them. So, and those are our favorites. So we're like, why not? Let's just throw this one in there. And for those of you wondering, are you going to get brand new, never before read or heard audiobooks this season? Yes, you are. Uh, we talked about that at the end of our last, you know, before Christmas. I don't even know what to call it. That was our half season, <laughs> our in-between break. We discussed that then. But yeah, we do have brand new audiobooks that are coming to the podcast. I think we have 10 authors confirmed right now. I don't have to go look. And our schedule is still sort of shaking out. I'm waiting to hear back from one author in particular on what week she can work out. But I do know that next week um, we are going to replay Renaissance Man by Tessa Bailey. As we said um, previously on the end of last season, uh, that Tessa was taking uh, some time away from the podcast and her husband has been really sick with COVID, but thankfully he's getting better and hopefully he's able to come home soon. But obviously she's going to take that much needed time to be with her family. So Mel and I are going to run the show this season and just try not to blow it up. So in the meantime, uh, next week we are going to play uh, Tessa Bailey's Renaissance Man. And that was on season one. I think it was the second book we played on the podcast. It's all the way like episode two or whatever. But back in the beginning, we had it broken down because we were crazy. We did five episodes a week. You got one episode every single day or a chapter every day for a full week. And it was just way too much and too many, too many pulleys and come alongs to manage. So, so we are actually going back through and we're pulling that book and we're going to condense it down into two episodes. So if you're listening today, it's Tuesday, you're going to get the first half of untouched today and you're going to get the second half on Thursday. So our new schedule is going to be Thursday, Tuesdays and Thursdays each week. You'll, You'll get a book split up. You guys can have them for your drive home. We know they're live on Friday. 
Yes. Yeah, we get a lot of a lot of uh, messages about them not being live on Friday morning for people who either travel or commute or whatever, and they want to binge the whole thing. They're like, it's not live. So we ran into a lot of issues, too, with it going live by Monday for whatever reason, with whatever programs we use to upload. You know, I know you guys are probably fascinated by all this, but it, there was always delays on Mondays as well. So we're hoping that we can avoid delays by putting it on Tuesday and Thursday schedule. So. And then also for anybody that's not in the Remedy Romance headquarters or does social media, we are now releasing all of the books in the Camp Hardwood. Yes, that's right. So there should, should be that the was third out. one should be out now. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Summertime sneak out. Yeah, it came out Saturday. I was uh, the sixteenth. I was so it just came out like two those. Days ago. Those were dirty. Those were yeah, really were. dirty, especially I think Rescue for the Ranger. It's the second one. I think that was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I like the husband and wife, the first one, the married in the mountains, because they were kind of like BDSM a yeah, little bit. But then also, I love fun. the one that you named Secret Baby at Camp. <laughs> I was like, I want to do a secret baby. And you're like, okay, Secret Baby at Camp. I'm like, all right, that works. Done. <laughs> She's like, but what would we call it? She's like, it's a secret baby at camp. Hmm. I'm just like, boom, solid gold. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's what's great about that whole Camp Hardwood series is there is a little bit of something for everybody in it. We had a lot of fun writing it, and I know everybody's just been waiting on it. And, you know, we just thought, like, it it's just been so long. It's 2021. Fuck it. Let's just release them into the wild. So, that like Mel said, um, Summertime Sneak Out came out on Saturday. And then the final book in this series, The um, Secret Baby at Camp, is coming Friday the... 29th. Sorry, I can't see for shit. So it'll be this yeah. Friday if you're listening. Uh, next Friday. Oh, no, because oh, okay. it, oh, it's two weeks yeah, apart. Yeah. My bad. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, it's all right. Like I said, uh, summertime sneak out was just on the 16th, so that was a couple days ago. And then uh, next week you'll get the secret baby at camp next Friday. Yeah. So yeah, that's super exciting. That's what Alexa Riley's got up. I guess we should talk about us since it's our since it's our <laughs> week. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what we're writing right now? What we're finishing today? I finished it. After you write your epilogue? I, I did it. I sent it off to Eagle. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so it's all done. It's all done. Okay. So this one, I don't, I'm, okay, so this actually sprang up. You guys are going to love this from a lady listener email that we read um, on our last season. It was a lady listener wrote in and said that we were talking about Christmas gifts. And she said one of the, I think maybe one of the best, worst ones she ever got was she, her husband gave her a really expensive necklace. He gave her pearls for Christmas. And she said at the time they were really struggling financially. She was like, you know, we were young and she's like, we didn't have a microwave. And she was like, so we had to take the pearl necklace back. And, but you know, they were, I mean, this was like 20 something years later. So it was really sweet and beautiful. And, you know, after that, Mel and I got off, you know, and we were finished and wrapping everything up. And that story just sort of stuck, I think, with the both of us because we were just like, how sweet, like how honest and sincere that was, because that I'm sure we've both had that own experience in our lives and in our marriages where it's just like, uh, is this, you know, let's think about what's practical, what's what's the best thing for us, you know, not necessarily what we want. So. That just kind of like stayed with us. So we d- talked about it and we're like, well, what if there was, you know, we always write these billionaire, like, 
you know, all this money, you know, because money solves all the problems, <laughs> you know. So we always write these great books with these really rich heroes. And we're like, what if we wrote a couple that was sort of struggling? And so we just finished that one today. It's called For Richer or For Poorer. You know, it's probably going to come out next month. It's a, a young couple and they get married and we follow them through their marriage. It was actually really fun to write uh, this story about... Uh, just to see, you get to watch the, them to grow sort of, and change yeah. over the years, because each That's chapter exactly kind of jumps a few years, so you get to go mm-hmm. through the struggle with them and then watching them build up, and each one makes sacrifices for each other. Mm-hmm. And then sort of see like when they lose sight of what was important, you know, because eventually like, you know, it works out and they have money and all this stuff. And then it's just like, whoa, were we happier back then? Like where, where did we misstep? And I think that's what it seems so true and relatable in relationships, yeah. you know, where, where you look back and you think, oh my gosh, were we happier with less, you know, have we, you know, lost this because of this? You know, it's just how anyone evolves in a relationship, whether it's not even with money, just in in how you spend time together, how you pay attention to each other. And I think it's easy, especially now, weirdly, being quarantined, it's so easy to take that person with you for granted, yeah. you know, when you're in this, because you're in this space all the time together. It's easy to just like doom scroll on your phone for four hours and all of a sudden be like oh shit you're still there yeah and even you know? just getting <laughs> like, successful you just your time gets eaten up people want more of your time and you don't yeah, realize so how much true. you're working sometimes and things like that mm-hmm. especially working from home too like you know constantly working and balancing family life but when you actually sit down and count up the hours that day you worked you know, you're working 60 hours a week from home, you know, that's, that's so incredibly strange to me. So anyways, that's what we have coming up next. We really enjoyed writing that book. And then from that book, there's going to be a whole series and we'll tell you guys about that as we go. But that's, you know, Alexa, (laughs) that's what we're up to right now. You can, um, check out our Facebook page for giveaways and stuff this week that we're going to be posting up. You know, now that all of that shit's out of the way, we're going to talk about the most important thing, Bridgerton. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm not at all shocked. I don't think you will watch it. Let me say that. I want to watch it. <laughs> I just no, no, no. This, I'm obsessed. I know thing. that I'm going to need it all day. Yeah. Because I'll watch mm-hmm. it from beginning to end. So I yeah. know that I need and like it's long. a whole day. I know it's eight, it's eight, eight, hours, it's eight hours at least. Yeah, eight hours. So mm-hmm. it's like I need a whole day where I'm going to do it. And I just footballs on and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm just going to like one day. Well, the, here's the thing. It's like so and you know, because I, I was texting you the whole time I was watching it. And, and I had and I even said this on Instagram the other day. I didn't read historicals at all until about a year ago. And you guys talked me into reading The Highwayman by Kerrigan Byrne. And it, it just opened up a whole world. I said that on there. I said I was like Ariel and the Little Mermaid. And it's a whole new world has <laughs> been opened up for me with historicals. So I never really even heard of Julia Quinn. I'm not super familiar with um, historical romance authors. That's on me. It's not because she's not wildly successful even before Bridgerton. You know, like somebody was telling me, I think Tessa Dare or something's the other one too, who's obviously very successful, huge selling romance author. But I just, I'm not familiar with her or her books because that was just a genre I just had blinders on. 
If it had a bodice ripper on the cover, I didn't give it a second glance. And it, like I said, that's on me and not and nothing to do with her success. So when I saw that Bridgerton was coming, I had there was two different people on my Instagram that posted up that, oh, they're like, oh, Bridgerton's coming. Bridgerton's coming. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And like I had I was not prepared. I had no idea what I was getting into. And I think when I text you originally, I watched the first couple episodes and I was like, this is amazing. You're going to love it. And then I was so like, abort, abort, don't watch because there's, there's one scene that I wish they would take out because it only happens that one quick scene and it never happens again. And that makes it not safe. And it pisses me off that that one fucking clip's in there. So Everybody's listening to probably already watched it. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. It's um, it's historical drama, but the sex is great. It's funny as shit. Like it's so well produced. It's done by Shonda Land, which is Shonda Rhimes, who does Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, like all these incredibly beautifully produced shows. This is it, and it's even better because it's fucking romance and there's dirty sex in it. It's a relationship of convenience. She's supposed to get married. She's on, you know, she's come out into society to go find herself a husband. He doesn't want to ever get married because his dad was a piece of shit. His mom died at birth. So he swears to never get married. They form a a ruse is what they call it. So they like form an alliance. Basically, he's like, I'm a Duke. And he said, if you're on my arm, every man will be looking at you. And he was like, and all the other women will leave me alone because they'll think I'm with you. She's like, all right, let's do it. So through the whole season, they pretend to be together so that she can get a match. And the whole time, they're sort of like, they're not really enemies to lovers, but they really kind of dislike each other. But it's more of like a, like a, like an aggravating friend. But then they sort of like, they pick on each other and they fall in love through their friendship, which is just the most beautiful thing anyways. I love when people fall in love based on friendship in real life. And romance is too slow for me. But in this, it was great. So anyways, there's one part where he thinks he's falling for her. And then he leaves the party that night. And you can see like he's a little conflicted. And he's like, oh, there's something more there, you know. And then the next morning, he wakes up in a brothel. And it was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, wait a minute, what is he doing with some other bitches? <laughs> like, he's supposed to be in love with her. And I realized that this might be a little, like, unrealistic and over the top. But that's the only time it happens. And then once that clip is away, it never shows them with anybody else. And in fact, there's another moment where he's supposed to go to, like, this opera and see this opera singer, and he decides not to because he's so hung up on the heroine. So that was the part where I texted you where I was like, I don't know if you're going to like this. But then it was never again, so... I think you'll like it. I do. I do. I do. If you eventually watch it, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's just, like I said, you know, when we talked about the 365, like the 365 days, the show that came to Netflix and how it was number one for so long. And I said, if you lady listeners, if you're listening to this, if you want more of this, go watch it again. So if you like Bridgerton and you enjoy this and you want more of it, go back on Netflix, watch a couple more episodes because the more views it gets, the more clicks it gets, the more you're going to get of it. And that's the, that's the same thing for any of this. You know, it's the same thing for like passion flicks. 
you know, the more you view and the more you watch it, the more movies you're going to get made on passion flicks and the more movies and like this, like romance, like 365 or like Bridgerton is going to get made. So we have to put, you know, our clicks and our views behind stuff like this in order to get more of it. So it's fantastic. It's so good. One of the things that I've enjoyed the most that spun off of this is there's, and you're on the TikToks. Or do we have the app right now or do we not have the app right now? Uh, I think I have it, but I haven't really been on it. I delete it sometimes. I <laughs> know. I know some, some weeks you have it and some weeks you don't. It just depends on what your level is. But there's um on TikTok I saw, and I'm not on it, but I have seen like everyone's posting this and it's on Instagram too. Usually people post to both. But um, there is a, a woman on there who wrote a song for Bridgerton. She wrote a musical. Like, she was like, well, what if Bridgerton was a musical? And I guess she's a professional singer or she's theater actor or whatever it is. And her friend writes music. So the two of them wrote this song for like TikTok. And she was like, oh, this will be fun. And, and people can duet it because it's two parts. It's a guy and a girl. And so... She did it and this thing went fucking nuts. And all of a sudden, it's two days later and she's writing the whole fucking musical and she's doing it. And it's like she's got all these TikTok videos on her Instagram posted up of all this shit that all these songs and they are so good. And I have got them stuck in my head like they're God, it's so amazing. And the people that duet her are like theater actors and stuff. And they've got these incredible voices. And all of a sudden, like, Julia Quinn's, like, like you know, like, retweeting her and, and redoing it, all showing it, sharing it in her stories on Instagram. Shonda Rhimes is, like, all these, like, famous people. Netflix even did a post about it, like, the Bridgerton musical's coming. She's like, how is this going to be like, two days on TikTok making a video? You know, like, it's insane, but it's so cool. So if you haven't heard of the Bridgerton musical, go go on the talk and check it out. Or uh, just go on Instagram and follow her. That's one thing I really like about TikTok. It's like these people who are really funny or have this charisma to them are actually getting seen. They have a chance. Yes. And it's just a matter of if you have that charisma, you're going to get seen and it's just you. It's not like, it's like everybody's on an equal playing ground. Yes. And it kind of felt like that, like. Like, watching her, I was just thinking, like, she's got an incredible voice, obviously, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure she's talented and would have gotten picked up at some point. Not that this was, like, her only shot at fame, but I just... I, I'm, I was blown away because I was just like, seriously, how, how is this a thing? And how have we not had this sooner? Because it's awesome. And then from that, from, like, following this singer who put this together... So the the woman that wrote the song with her that created like the I guess the the melody or whatever that went with it. Her name's Emily Bear and she is she's on the Instagram at M L E Bear B E A R and she has a song that's called Manchild and she wrote it she said because and it's on she has a TikTok about it too but she shared it on Instagram and it says my name's Emily last year my ex cheated on me in the worst way so I wrote this song for him. And it's, she was like, should I, she was like, should I publish it? And, um, and she fucking did. <laughs> so, but it's called, it is so fucking catchy. Like, it's amazing. Cause it says on there, it's like, do you want some wine with that cheese? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so good. Or wait, 
do you want cheese with that wand? That was it. Anyways. But yeah, definitely go check that out. And the other girl, um, the girl that wrote the, that's writing the Bridgerton musical, her name's Abigail Barlow. So, you know, it's B-A-R-L-O-W. you said, you're like, I love a good friendship or whatever. I've still never gotten mm-hmm. you to read, which me and Tessa both love, The Secret by Julia Garwood. Mm. Where there's like, there's two love stories, kind of. Well, it's not, well, it's her best friend. Seeing their friendship and then seeing mm-hmm. her fall in love. With, it's like there's two great love stories. See, this is what happened. You guys told me to look up Julie Garwood and I downloaded, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up Why I've got you on here because I want to see which one I've got it. Because I have one. Okay. I have, the, I think, I, wait, I think I did read The Secret. Oh, okay. Because I think because the is the first one ransom. Yeah. Uh, that, there's. Or what? Well, I, I can't remember the reading. I can't order. remember the reading order either. I read. I did. I listened to both on Audible. I did ransom and the secret because, or maybe I only listened. It says I finished them both. Maybe I didn't listen to them both. I don't know. That's more likely that I just got them and I didn't listen. <laughs> The secret is just really good. I actually should go back and reread that. I just love okay. how, like, the friendship. I love a good friendship in the book. And how, like, yes. she is dedicated to her friend. That's what she's on a mission. And their friendship and then her falling in love is just, like, <sighs> all the way around. Well, and I want to say, like, the one that I read, uh, if I, I remember because I was painting one of my bathrooms when I was listening to it because I was on the ladder and I was painting and I was sobbing as I was painting it because it's the part where like her dad didn't know about her. The mom was pregnant when she left and she like got the, like the mom took off and as like sort of a fuck you to the dad she had the baby and then never told him and so he finds out later that this is his daughter that he's had this this amazing daughter this whole time and he never knew and she didn't know her mom told her that her dad turned her out like he knew I was pregnant he didn't want you blah blah blah. that's what the mom told her so she goes back and confronts the dad and was like Da, 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 like, you know, you don't want me or whatever. I'm done here. Like, you know, I'm not going to be in a place I'm not wanted. And she goes to walk out of like the big like castle. She goes to walk out and he stands up and he's screaming and he's like, he's like, I never would have turned you away. He was like, I never would have, I never would have let you go. I would have never ever let you go. And then he's like screaming at her as she leaves. And I remember like painting and I was just like, this is really beautiful, <laughs> you know, like I'm like trimming the edge and I'm just like, God, I've got daddy issues. This is so beautiful. <laughs> but no, that was. Now I, I really, I think that, that might be ransom. the secret too. Is it the secret? That might be the secret. Now I really want to read I don't this know. I think that was ransom. Okay. I kind of want to, I kind of think it was ransom because. Fuck, I don't know. This is what happens when you tell me to get books and I download them. And then I'll look back and I'm like, yeah, I read that. And I'm like, but did I really or did I buy it? <laughs> so, so I, that's, that's, that's a very likely scenario. Yeah, so I had a couple of books that I read over Christmas and stuff since our since our break. And one of them was one that I told you to read and then you didn't. And so I read it and then I told you, I was like, I didn't really love it. <laughs> it was it was the Mexican Gothic, and I had to look and see who it's by. And I will say, 
that I've sat on this for a while now because I remember I messaged you afterwards and I was like, I didn't like it. I, I, you know, don't waste your time reading it. But the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, it actually was really good, but it didn't, it, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. And then I heard that it was going to be made into like a TV show or something. And now I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely something I would watch on TV. So it's called Mexican Gothic and it's by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. And there's not really a love story in it. I think that's where I got mixed up. I think somebody told me there was a love story in it and there wasn't any. And so, and it's really sci-fi. There's a lot of like paranormal stuff that's happening. It's, I just didn't, it's very like gothic. Obviously it's called Mexican Gothic, but um, it's really dark. A lot of weird spiritual shit happens. Like it's really strange. There's a lot of like race stuff that's brought into it. Um, And it has kind of like a sort of obscure ending a little bit. And so, um, I got through the whole thing and I think I was just aggravated by the end of it because I was like, there's no romance in this. <laughs> Nobody's falling in love. Nobody's fucking. And so, but like after, you know, thinking about it, like I've still thought about this book several times. I'm like, it was very well written, very well done. It's beautifully described and it's so creepy in places. Like not really scary, but very like creepy and weird and like almost like creepy crawly, like a uh, kind of feeling, you know? So that was my first book of 2021. <laughs> I wonder if I would, I love scary movies. Like when we get off, I'm watching a scary movie tonight. Those are like, oh, I can watch scary movies all day. Those are the movies that I will watch. I don't know why. What are you watching tonight? What are you watching tonight? Like what's scary It's movie something, you're you uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. No, thank you. That sounds scary. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, speaking of scary, we watched Little Women over Christmas <laughs> because I got my daughter the book. It's scary. Uh, nobody told me the fucking sister dies in it. I'm like sitting there watching this movie because we were gonna read the book and we tried. Like we got through the first couple of chapters of reading Little Women and my daughter was just like, I don't like this. I don't like how it's written because it's it's not like. It, it, it's almost like they're writing about all the people in the room at one time. And it's just, it was really confusing for her. And even me for a reading second, it. I, I thought did, you were I, talking about the boxcar kids. I got them mixed. Mm, Do you, what's the boxcar kids? Re- you didn't read the boxcar kids? That's a thing, right? Okay, never mind. Other people probably have. Well, maybe like, it is. Oh, I don't know. I remember that. I don't know. Okay. But... No, so we we tried to read it, and I was like, "Fuck it!" And I and I told my daughter, "So you know what? Never waste time reading a book you don't like." I said, "There's too many good books out there." I said, "This is supposed to be for fun. You're not liking it. Let's watch the movie. Who cares? You know who cares?" So we watched the movie, and we get to the part, and one of the there's about four sisters, and one of the fucking the sweetest the baby sister, the sweetest one of them all, fucking dies, and I was just like. We're all sitting there in the living room and everybody's crying. And I'm just like, this is not well, fuck me. I don't like. No. I will cry I'm happy tears I don't want to cry. That's why I research my romance before I do oh, it. I read to be happy. Jesus Christ. And then everybody, like I posted this on Instagram and everybody was like, did you never see Friends? I guess apparently Rachel ruins it for Joey. I said, I don't know. I don't really watch Friends. I've seen episodes, but I haven't seen all of them. But apparently yes, that's the I big thing that. Friends. He got super upset. Oh, my God. 
does she really? God, that's like, I wish somebody would have done that for me because we're all just sitting there crying. I'm like, happy 2021. <laughs> I have read some really good stuff, but we'll talk about that on Friday's episode. So we'll send you into something good and happy right now. I know. I know. We're going to play you the first half of Untouched. It's uh, wonderfully, delightfully dirty. It's by like Riley. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> so we'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. This is Untouched by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Melania Stevens. Chapter 1 Alexander I just want it torn down, I tell Matt, the agent I bought the estate from, as I exit the car. I toss my suit jacket into the back seat, then roll up my sleeves. The house, if you can even call it that, looks like a fucking castle. It sits 20 miles outside of Chicago, and it's the perfect spot for my planned private landing strip for the Boeing 747 I bought last month. I like privacy, and this will give me that. The fewer people I have to deal with, the happier I am. I like to go to work and back home but sometimes travel is unavoidable. There's enough space here to build the landing strip and keep the house, but there's no need for it. I just have to hire people for its upkeep and I'd never use it. Might as well rip the thing down. Not like I have a need for a place like this. It's breathtaking with an old school feel, but my condo in the city is all I need. I live alone and I've never met a woman who tempted me to change that. I'm doomed to be alone and I've settled into that. Work is my life. The thoughts of ever having a family of my own are long forgotten, though my mother still thinks there's hope. I can't even count how many times she's told me the story of when my father found her working in some small coffee shop and practically picked her up and carried her out, and he'd never let her go. Which is true. He has her tucked away on a nice little island right now, enjoying retirement. I thought maybe you should look inside first. You bought the whole estate as is, and I'm guessing there are still a lot of personal items inside, maybe even art. I glance around the property. I hadn't even looked at a single picture before I bought it. Just found out the land size and purchased it unseen. But looking around now, I can tell the place has a history to it. A stone wall surrounds the home, which is located in the center of the property. It looks like a fortress. It's beautiful, but more than one man would ever need. I run my eyes along the front, counting the windows and sizing up just how big it might be on the inside. Then I catch something out of the corner of my eye. Movement. It's empty? I ask, looking back over at Matt. Yes, there had been some staff still servicing the property, but they were informed that yesterday was their last day. Matt says. I saw it, sir. Black, my head of security says, coming to stand next to me. Let's go find our trespasser then. We head for the front door. My interest now peaked. Might as well take a look around if I'm going inside. I've already come all this way, and I cleared my morning schedule for this little trip. Sir, maybe I should... I cut Black off by just holding up my hand as I continue walking towards the front door. 
He might be my head of security, but I still do what I want, even when he advises otherwise. Keys, I snap, turning a little for Matt to throw them to me. I catch them and slide the key into the lock, and the door pops open with a loud creak. Then all the air leaves my lungs at the sight before me. Standing at the top of the stairs is a young woman. The sunlight streaming in through the open door hits, and it creates a halo of light around her. Her hair is dark as chocolate and such a contrast to her creamy white skin, and even from this distance, I can see she has the brightest blue eyes I've ever seen. Her full, lush lips part just a little as she stares at me. My eyes travel down her body to the white nightgown that looks transparent in the light, showing off all her curves. I feel myself harden at just the sight. Shit, I hear Black say from behind me in awe. It makes blood rush to my ears and jealousy course through my body like I've never felt before. It wraps around my heart, making me clench my fists. Mine. The word pounds through my head. I've bought the estate and everything in it. As of yesterday, it's all mine. That makes her mine, too. I can't stop the irrational, barbaric thought from forming. Out, I shout to the room, making Matt jump, and Black pull his eyes from the girl and take a step back. Out. I growl it this time, and both turn and step out of the door. I slam it shut and click the lock back in place. I can't bring myself to turn around. She looked like a fucking angel. Maybe she isn't real. She looked too perfect to be real. The thought makes the air leave my lungs again. Slowly, I turn, and this time she's closer than before, having come down the stairs. Her head is cocked to the side like she's studying me. I find myself taking the ten steps to get closer to her, stopping at the bottom of the stairs. It brings us eye level with each other. She just stares at me. Her eyes seem so big and bright now, her long black lashes giving her a doe-eyed look. Her hand comes up, reaching out and touching my face. She runs it along the stubble on my jaw, and her mouth parts a little as her tongue comes out, wetting her bottom lip. It takes everything in me not to groan at the simple action. I want to taste her plump bottom lip for myself, then push my tongue into her mouth. You came, she says, her voice filled with wonder. The sound is soft and sweet. I came, I ask, not understanding what she means. She just nods her head her dark curls bouncing with the movement. I can't stop myself from reaching out and grabbing one. She doesn't flinch like a lot of people do around me. I'm a big guy, and my size can be intimidating. The scar running from the top of my left eyebrow down to my jaw doesn't help, but she doesn't seem scared at all. No, she's looking at me like I'm looking at her. I'm no angel, far from it but I like her eyes on me. Like in my books. You look just like I thought, she says. Then she throws herself at me. She wraps her arms around my neck, 
taking me by surprise. Chapter 2 Alexander Closing my eyes, I let her warm curves mold against me, and I selfishly take what she's offering. I wrap my arms around her waist and pull her closer, knowing I should stop, but unable to. She fits against me perfectly, like she's meant to be mine, made just for me, perfection that I intend to keep. What's your name, little one? I ask, trying to soften my voice, not wanting to scare her as I press my face into her long, dark chocolate-colored hair and smell the sweet scent of rose petals. It's the sweetest thing I've ever smelled in my life. She pulls back only just slightly to look into my eyes. Her blue eyes are big with wonder. Liliana. Her smile is warm, and she's looking at me like I've come to save her. Maybe I have. The trusting look is almost enough to bring me to my knees. It's innocent and pure, like nothing dirty has ever touched her, not like the women who usually hit on me. They look at me like I have an edge. They think because I look rough around the edges, maybe even a little dangerous, that that's what I'll give them. Sweet and innocent never even look at me but this one just threw herself at me. She doesn't even know she should be scared, that when she jumped into my arms, she sealed her fate. I'm Alexander, and you're mine now, Liliana, I say, moving my hands lower and cupping her ass in a possessive hold. You belong to me. I squeeze her soft flesh, showing her just how true my words are. Only me. She belongs to only me. She smiles again and nods her head, making her ringlets bounce. What took you so long? She whispers, that look of awe still on her face. I can't help but let out a little laugh. I had to find you, princess. You were hiding from me, I tease. I have no idea what is going on, but I don't give a shit. Can't bring myself to care. All I know I care about in this moment is making sure no one takes her from me and that her sweet little ass stays right in my hands. She presses her breasts against my chest and puts her weight on me. I pick her up from the stairs, and she wraps her legs around my waist like she's been doing it for years. I'll never hide from you again, she whispers. I grind her body against my hard cock and push all coherent thought out of my head. This is my greatest fantasy come to life, and I'm not about to question it. I'm not going to concentrate on anything else other than Liliana and making every inch of her mine. Because a part of me thinks this is too good to be true. Maybe I'm still at home in my bare, cold condo, asleep and dreaming of the perfect girl. Because that is what she is. She is everything I've ever dreamed of. Those nights when I lay in bed and stroked myself to release, I'd been thinking of her. No, you won't. You'll never be out of my arms again. I growl, pulling her even closer, not wanting even a sliver of space between us. I won't give her the chance to hide. What happens now? She looks around the house, and an unsure look crosses her face. 
Now, my sweet princess, I carry you upstairs, and you show me what belongs to me. Her eyes come back to mine, and she blushes. I've read about what happens next in my books. She hesitates for a minute, her cheeks turning an even darker pink. Her fair skin looks like it's never been touched by the sun. I didn't even know women could blush anymore. I've never done any of that before. Good, I growl, a deep, barbaric need coursing through my body, knowing I'll be her first, her last, her everything. I'll teach her everything she'll ever know about sex. Every kiss, touch, orgasm will be at my hands. Taking the stairs two at a time, I make sure my grip is firm on her. Show me your room. She points me in the direction, and I head that way. My cock is leading me, and I've left all sanity at the front door. I have a feeling that with her, I might never have it again. Not with all the thoughts rushing through my mind. Thoughts I've never had before. Desires, wishes, hopes. All things I've never conceived of until now. I carry her down a long hallway. And when we come to the end of it, I'm faced with large double doors. I walk in and kick them shut behind us, locking us inside. I want as many locked doors as possible between us and the rest of the world. Her room is somewhat bare. Just a large four-poster canopy bed draped in white gauzy fabric. A dresser is off to the side, but there's no other furniture to speak of. Large stained glass windows encase the room, spilling in color and sunlight. After my quick glance around the room, my need pulses, and I can't be held back any longer. I take her to the bed and sit her on the edge. Then I kneel in front of her. Uncover it, Liliana, I say through gritted teeth. I want to see what I own. I see her nervous fingers reach down and slowly slide up the sheer white nightgown until it's at the tops of her thighs. Impatiently, I push her thighs wider, letting her know I'm ready. My mouth is watering at the sight of her creamy thighs, and I can see through her nightgown. She isn't wearing panties. I know that in just another inch or two, she'll be revealed to me, and I won't be denied. She pulls up the gown the rest of the way, showing me her little pink pussy. There is a small patch of hair above it, but otherwise she looks young and wet. Her lips are damp with need, and her tiny clit pokes out, all of her begging for my mouth. I push her knees wider apart, wanting to see if her hymen is still in place. When she tilts back and I see her opening, I feel my cock leak a little in my pants. She's virgin fresh, and I nod in approval. Good girl, princess, you waited for me. Reaching up, I pull at the top of the gown, tearing it a little in my excitement. The thin material falls open, revealing her hard, upturned nipples, dark pink and tight. They're small, maybe enough that I could fit a whole one in my mouth. She's young, and maybe they still have growing to do. But I love them just as they are, small and pert, ready for my attention. 
I unbutton my dress shirt as I stare at her cunt, licking my lips as I do so. I'm unable to pull my eyes away. Are you going to kiss me there? She asks, her voice barely loud enough for me to hear. Oh yes, Liliana, I'm going to kiss all of you. There won't be one spot on her body my mouth won't touch. I'll know what every part of her tastes like. As I pull my shirt off, I grab her thighs and pull her to the end of the bed, making her back hit the mattress. I grab her thighs with both hands, pulling her up even with my mouth, her ass hanging in the air. My mouth descends, the warm flavor of her hitting my tongue. I open wide and slip it inside her, tasting her virgin pussy and that sweet hymen. I moan, and somewhere in the distance, I hear her moan too. Our first kiss is my mouth on her cunt, but we'll have more after this. Many, many more. Once I've tongue-fucked her until she's starting to shake, I move my mouth to her sugary pearl and suck on her clit. I nibble on her lips, letting the flat of my tongue drag across each one, then move to the crease between her pussy and thighs, teasing her. Have you ever orgasmed before? I ask against the tender skin of her cunt. I don't know. Alexander, please, something is happening. I smile, knowing that I'm going to make her come. She's going to have her first orgasm with me, and I wonder if I want to do it with my mouth. She's so close, and I want to give her this. But I'm also a selfish beast and want her come on my cock. I want her virgin blood on my dick as she comes and throbs under me. Decisions, decisions. Chapter Three Liliana I stare up at the most handsome man I've ever seen, my body shaking with a need I didn't even know I could feel. Well, the only man I've ever seen outside of the pages of books I've read. I feel like I've waited for this moment my whole life, never believing that one day the man of my dreams would come for me. I thought that those things only happened in the pages of the stories I read over and over again. I willed them to be true for me, too. But I was sure it would never happen. That I was doomed to be on my own after my grandmother died over two months ago, leaving me alone except for the few women who'd helped keep up the house. They'd barely spoken to me, except for yesterday, when they told me they wouldn't be back. Then I was absolutely alone, it was like he knew. He had to come and save me, and he did. Looking like I'd always thought he would. Short midnight hair, with eyes nearly bluer than my own. Even a scar ran down the side of his face, making me wonder if he was the tortured hero who also needs saving. I want to give him everything he needs to be whole. His eyes travel up my body, finally locking with mine. They're filled with an intense hunger like nothing I've ever seen before. Please. The one word pops from my mouth, and I'm not even sure what I'm begging for. I just know it's something only he can give me. A predatory smile crosses his face, making that need reach higher. What do you want, little one? He slowly releases me, putting me back down onto the bed. 
I run my eyes over his body. Every inch of him is hard, and I want to feel him against me. You, I tell him simply, there is nothing else I want, nothing at all. His hands come down on either side of my thighs, my legs hanging over the edge of the bed and him between them. His fingers dig into the sheets, clutching them tightly. I want them back on me, holding me close. I'm craving the human connection. I need it from him. No one has ever touched me like this. No one has ever really touched me at all for as long as I can remember. I need him. Crave to be close more than I crave my next breath. Oh, you're going to get me. His face hardens a little, and I spread my thighs more, wanting him to have all the space he might need, opening myself to him. Leaning down, he places a kiss on my stomach and starts trailing more up my body, his tongue leaving a wet path. My body bows up into him, wanting more. You'll let me do anything I want to you, won't you? I nod my head, even though it didn't really sound like a question. Say it. He growls against my nipple before taking it into his mouth. The action causes me to moan and buck under him. You can do anything you want to me. I'm yours. My hands go to his head, digging into his short hair, not wanting him to take his mouth off me. I wrap my legs around him, rubbing myself against him, trying to get friction right where I need it most. I'm so close, I can feel it in every cell of my body. One of his hands slides between us, and I feel him tugging at his belt, pulling it free and tossing it next to us on the bed. Then I feel his hard cock against me, brushing up against my clit and making me moan out his name. He frees his mouth from my breast, making me dig my fingers into his hair tighter, trying to pull him back. He smiles at my movement, but doesn't do anything as I try to get him back where he was. He reaches for the belt, then pulls my hands from his hair and wraps the belt around my wrists, pushing my bound hands above my head. I want to touch you, I plead, trying to bring them back down. No. The word is hard and deep, sending an erotic chill down my spine. I'm losing control. I need to mark you, little one. Maybe it will take the edge off. I don't want to hurt you. And if you keep touching me, I won't be able to stop myself. I'll just shove my fat cock deep into your tight little virgin cunt and take what I want. I push my hips up into him, wanting just that. I want us connected, but I keep my hands where he put them. I'll do as he commands. You want that, don't you? Just want me to push into you, make my cock fight its way into your tiny pussy. I just want you, I plead. I need him. I didn't know I could need like this, for something I didn't even know existed. See? He kisses between my breasts and starts planting kisses all the way to my neck. One hand wraps around my bound wrists, holding me firmly to the bed. There's no escape under his big body. You need me, Liliana. You're so innocent. I have to take care of you. I can't just roughly shove into you. Not this first time, anyway. He licks my neck, and I feel the stubble on his cheeks brush against my skin. I turn my head, giving him more of me, 
to show him that he can take whatever he wants. I feel his other hand go between us, moving his cock back and forth over my clit. Yes, I jerk against him. My name, Liliana, say my name. Alexander, I moan, and his mouth comes down onto mine, pushing his tongue in. I don't know how to kiss, only what I've read in books, but I kiss him back with all the need I feel. I try to match his, but it's so consuming. He's powerful and dominating. His hand on my wrist tightens like he's scared I might get away. His other hand between us picking up speed and rubbing himself against me. I can't take any more and I explode, moaning into his mouth as he eats my passion. Warm wetness coats me, spilling all over my clit and thighs, and I feel his body jerk above me. He pulls his mouth from mine, burying his face in my hair, and I feel more of his warmth spill onto me as he jerks against me, saying my name over and over again like a prayer. Slowly he pulls back, looking down at me. He releases my wrist, moving his hand instead to my face, pushing some of my hair to the side as he places a soft kiss on my lips. I try to push back, wanting more, greedy for his touch, but he pulls back. You want more, don't you? Yes, I say instantly. He smiles, the scar on his face pulling tight. I want to reach up and kiss it, but I don't want to move until he says I can. I just lie beneath him, ready for him. Slowly, he pulls off me, going back to stand between my legs at the end of the bed. I look down at my body and watch as he starts to rub the cum on my thighs and clit into my skin. My body jerks because I'm still so sensitive. It's not enough, he says. So quietly, I almost don't hear him. I have to mark you more. His eyes go to my breasts, and it's then I see little purple marks all over them. He pulls me further to the edge of the bed, and my eyes go to his hard cock. It looks almost angry as it points straight at me. I can't look away from it. He rubs it along my clit before sliding it down and pushing just a little inside me. I'm going to have to mark you everywhere, your cunt, your mouth, even your ass. You'll let me too, won't you? I lick my lips and nod, making his nostrils flare, his breathing picking up. Then he starts to stroke himself, not moving any deeper inside me. Sit up, I want you to watch this. I sit up, and Alexander pulls the belt from my wrists so I can lean on my elbows, watching him stroke himself with the head of his cock inside me. I feel myself clench around him, wanting him to push inside me, to take me, but he doesn't. See this? His eyes go to where our bodies are joined. It's yours, little one. Every time it gets hard, you're going to take care of it. Take it deep into your body and take its release. I wiggle, wanting that, wanting him to go deep but he doesn't. He just starts stroking faster. His face is pained, and my name falls from his lips in a deep groan. I feel wetness release inside me. He takes a step back, 
his cock slipping from me, and I moan at the loss. Look at your little cunt. It's tightening up, trying to suck all that cum in. Chapter Four Alexander Turn over. Get on all fours. I kick my pants the rest of the way off and watch as Liliana rolls over without hesitation. So trusting. The cum from her pussy runs down her thighs as she moves. I love seeing it on her, but I hate watching it leave her body. She'll need more, much more. When I'm naked, I crawl on the bed behind her, my stiff cock standing straight up. I'm still so hard for her. I've never been so hard in my life, but seeing her little hymen and knowing I'll be the first to fuck her makes my balls heavy with need. I don't know what's happening, what's coming over me, but there is no stopping it. I reach down and rub my balls, feeling their weight and thinking of all the semen I can give her. How I'm going to try and impregnate her. Yes, I think she'd look good with my fat, raw cock inside her, pumping her full of baby batter. I own her now, so I can do what I want. Running my hand up my shaft, I pump it a few times, feeling drops of cum slide down its length. I reach out, pushing her thighs wider apart, thighs that will only ever open for me, so that all of her is exposed to me. My cock is so hard, I have to bend it down to her opening so that I can get inside her. But instead of pushing into her like he demands, I wait and rub the tip all over her. One more orgasm from you, sweet princess, and I think your pussy will be soft enough for me. It's so pink and wet, but I know you're untouched, so you'll need to be broken in. She mumbles my name, trying to push back, it makes me smile to see how much she wants this too. I push one little finger inside her and touch the ring I'm going to breach through. Right here, little one. This is what my cock is going to take. And believe me, he's hungry for it. She clenches around my finger and I can't stop the laugh that slips past my lips. Seems like she wants some attention too. You're going to get it. Just be patient. She drips juice on my tip, and I rub it up to her pretty pink asshole, smearing it around. I won't take her here first, but I want to own it, mark it. Push back on me, baby. I think I can come in here without hurting you. I hold just the tip against her ass as she does exactly what I ask. Good girl, such a good little virgin. Only for you. I keep still and the pressure of her leaning against me holds my cock in place. I jack off my shaft a few times until I'm ready to come again. Touch your clit for me, Liliana. I'm going to come on your ass and then slip inside your cunt. I want all of you dripping with my seed when you take me for the first time. I watch as she dips her hand between her legs, and I see her arm moving furiously. She's so close to the edge that it won't take much, so I begin to come on her. She tenses and then relaxes, so I'm able to slip some cum in her ass, but mostly it's all around it. I smear the tip on it and then across her cheeks, drawing a big creamy heart on her right buttock. I smile, 
looking down on it as Liliana comes for me. This may all be new to her, but she's taken to it like a duck to water. She's become my little slutty virgin, only I'm about to revise that title. After today, she won't be a virgin anymore. As I pet her back, she lowers her shoulder to the mattress, leaving her ass high in the air. It's a good position for taking her pussy, because I can watch and go slow, savor this moment, our first time together. The only pussy my cock will know until the end of time. I lean over her, giving her kisses as my cock presses against her virgin opening. When I slip inside just the slightest bit, I feel her barrier stop me. She wants me inside her, so this is only a small deterrent. Deep breath, princess, I say, and push through it. She presses her face to the mattress and lets out a small cry, but otherwise she remains still. Her wet velvet sucks me in as I sink balls deep. Her tight cunt squeezes me like a vice, and I have to take a few breaths to adjust to the constraint. I pepper kisses all over her back, letting her know how perfect she is. That she's now my everything, and I will be her everything, too. That this binds us together for all of time. After a moment, she begins to relax a little, and the death grip she has on my dick eases. Perfection. I mumble the word as I look down at where we are joined. Pulling out slowly, I see the cherry stain on my cock, a symbol of my claim. I feel my cock throb at the sight, and I leave a trail of cum on her walls as I pull out and then slowly make my way back in. Alexander, Liliana moans, relaxing back into my thrusts. She's getting used to the feeling of me inside her, taking me farther into her on the second stroke. I run my palms up her back, never taking my eyes from our connection. Seeing her unclaimed pussy suck me in makes me want to nut. You're mine now, Liliana. You're mine forever. I'm taking you raw, and I'm not pulling out. You'll welcome my cum inside you, and you won't ever ask me to stop, right? It's not really a question. I tear my eyes away from the beautiful image of her pussy taking me and look up to her face. She turns her head, licking her lips and nodding at me, saying yes. I'll take such care of you. You'll be my sweet little girl who eases the ache in my cock any time it gets hard. I imagine you're going to be busy, princess, with how good this tiny cunt is. I start to thrust harder, taking what I want. She's gripping the sheets, and I can feel her clenching around me. I'm suddenly jealous of the sheets she has her fingers wrapped in, but I fight through it, wanting her to come again. Gripping her hips, I keep my strokes even, using her pussy to jack me off, making sure I get in at just the right spot. It's tighter than my fist and better than anything I've ever dreamed of. Now come for me, little one. Come all over my cock and take my semen. I want you coated in me. She moves her hips up a little and pushes back on my dick, spreading her legs wide. Her hand slips between her legs, and I feel her fingertips on my balls when I bottom out inside her. The feeling has me pressing into her one last time, and she rubs them, 
massaging out all of my cum into her pussy. As I throb and release, she finds her peak and we come together. Her juices coat my dick and run down the sides. The two of us combine to make a sticky, sweet mess. I hold her close as I lie down beside her, still inside her. I want us to stay connected in the most primal way. Holding her in my arms, I kiss her shoulders and rub my hands all over her, feeling her soft body against mine. Let's rest for a few minutes before I take you again. Welcome back. We cut you off right in the middle. It's probably during a sex scene. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> so we'll be back on Thursday with the other half of this audiobook, Untouched by Alexa Riley. You can go grab the ebook now if you can't wait until then. You can grab it at alexarally.com or edenbooks.org if you would like to download it to your Kindle. When you download from both of those websites, you are supporting women-owned businesses, and we really appreciate it. So you can do that. And like I said, if you have a Kindle e-reader from Amazon, you can download it directly to that and read it that way. Or you can grab it on Apple and Barnes and & Noble and Kobo. And I'm pretty sure Kobo has a rewards program still. I think it's still going. Be sure and check it out on there. And like we said before earlier, we have um, Summertime Sneak Out, which is the third book in the Camp Hardwood series. It was out on Saturday, this past Saturday. So if you haven't gotten it, go grab it. All those retailers I just mentioned. And the final book in the Camp Hardwood series will be out on Friday, uh, January 29th. And that's Secret Baby at Camp. It's a secret baby. <laughs> so we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Oh, oh, wait. What I you forget? Guys, oh, tell, tell me what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.